We are in Sefer Malachim Aleph, Perik Beis, Pasuk Lamid Vav, Yishlach HaMelech Vayikra Lishimi. What we saw in Perik Beis was Shlomo has, in effect, done the complete checklist that David, his father, gave him as his last will and testament, ridding certain enemies, rewarding certain old friends uh, in various ways. Like Yoav was death, Barzilai Hagiladi, on the other way, is like a lifetime guest at David's table, even going beyond uh, his generation. Now we come to the last one on that list, and in many ways the most anomalous, Shimi ben Gera. So the others were all David loyalists and David friends, Yoav, Evyasar, the others. It was Shlomo they were opposed to. It was Shlomo that they had opted to support Adoniyahu. The other holds true, though, the opposite holds true for Shimi ben Gera. Shimi ben Gera was an implacable enemy, as we're going to see, of David, while he was Shlomo's Rebbe. And just think about it, if Shlomo is considered the wisest man to ever have lived, and he is his Rebbe, we see what a complicated individual Shimi ben Gera is. So let's just go back for a second, the history of Shimi ben Gera. Um, we first meet him in Sefer Shmuel Beis in um, Paratessayin. It is the worst day of David's life. He is fleeing in disgrace from Yerushalayim in front of his son Avshalom. He's trying to make it over the Yardane just to get away, uh, etc. And on his way in a town called Bahurim, Suddenly, out of the mountain crevices, a man emerges. Uh, let me read it to you. He comes to Bahurim. A person from the family of Shaul comes. He gets out there on the road and he just curses. King David in the most vilest forms. He refers to him, he is an adulterer. He is a murderer. He's not even Jewish because he's a Moabite descendant. And just vile, terrible curses. What's more, by Yaskel Ba'abanimester, he's throwing rocks at David on all his uh, entourage, uh, on all the soldiers. Uh, And Shimi is saying, Get out of here, you're a man of blood, you're a man of evil, you are going to fall before Absalom, just terrible, vile curses. And if that's not enough, he follows him all the way down, continuing a reign of curses. It looks like he's a crazy, wild man, and you know he's not. So what he's doing is, in effect, he believes what he's saying. He is a Benjaminite. He is a shawl, diehard loyalist. He really believes David usurped the crown. He really feels he can say this with impunity because David is going to get slaughtered by Absalom and his rebels. And so David's general at the time says, let me kill the guy. Let me just kill the guy. And he says to him, 
Why? Why should I kill him? Leave him. Hanichlo veyikarkel ki omalo Hashem. That because the Kaddish Baruch Hu has sent him here, and perhaps the Kaddish Baruch Hu will give me good because of this call that I'm accepting. And so he goes, and Shimi follows him all the way there by Yekalel cursing and stoning uh, and throwing dust at him. So the king gets over um, the Yartain. Ultimately, he scores a victory over Avshalom. And as we're going to learn, who is the first person to greet him with loyalty and uh, Respect when he comes back. Shimi ben Gera. I am here, Shimi ben Gera. Now I'm reading from um, uh, same thing, but Perikyu test. He races out and he goes to the king, Likrasamelach David, and he brings a thousand men with him that he's turning over to David. Um, and he says to him that David, I am the first one here. He falls before him on his face. And Mayomer says, Melech, don't, don't even think about that prior incident. Don't remember it. I have sinned. I am atoning. Uh, as I, I know I have sinned. And now I am the first one here to pledge my loyalty to you. And um, Avishai ben Shruya, the general, is still saying, we should kill this guy right now. Why? Why kill him? Today is a festive day. We have won the war. Why spoil it with death? And finally the king says, You will not die. And he swears to him an oath that he will not die. And now Shlomo has been commanded to take care of Shimi, take care in quotes, as it were. By Yishlach HaMelech, now the king calls one Pasuk Lamed Bav, he sends for Shimi. By Yikrol Shimi, by Yomerlo, B'nei Lecha Bayis B'Yerushalayim, build yourself a house in Jerusalem, and you are to dwell there. Some say build a house is because he was such a brilliant teacher Build a yeshiva there. Teach Torah. However, the low you are not to go out here and there, etc. In other words, you are technically, not technically, you are in reality under house arrest. Because the day you go out, and you cross the valley of Kidron, know that you will die. Your blood is on your head. I understand. This is good. I will do everything you have commanded. Yomim Rabbi. He dwells there many, many days. By Yehimi Kate Shaloshonim, after three years, by Yivrachu Shnei Avadim Lashimi, Elochish Ben Macha Melech Gas. Two slaves of Shimi escape and they run to Melech Gas, uh, the Philistines. By Yagidu Lashimi Lemor Hinei Abadecha Begas. Your slaves have fled all the way to Gas. 
Vayokom Shimi, Shimi gets up. Vayachbosh is Hamaro, saddles his donkey, Vayelet Gaza, he goes to Gaza, Chish, Levakesh is Avoda, Vayelet Shimi, Vayoveyes Avoda, Migas, he returns them with him back from Gaza. Vayagad Lashon, Vayugad Lashon, Ki Halach Shimi, Mirushalayim, Gaza, Yashon, naturally it gets to Shlomo, he's escaped. Vayishla Hamelach, Vayipro Lashimi, Vayomarelov, Hello, Hishbaticha Bashem. Did I not swear you under an oath to the Hakadosh Baruch Hu for Eid Bacha Lemor Beyond Seischa Vahalachta? The day you leave and go, honor the honor here or there. Yoda Tedok Himosu Mosh. You know that is the day you will die. Vatomerelai Tov Hadavar Shamati. And if you will recall, you said, "I hear you. I understand. It's a good thing. I accept it." couple of problems here is that one, there's no record of a shvua, of Shimi actually taking an oath. Two, the condition was that the minute he crosses Nachal Kidron, that's east of Yerushalayim, he is going to the Philistines west. He doesn't get near Nachal Kidron. So what has he in effect violated? Um, and so he tells him that uh, of course, what we can say, I should point out, is that the Mephoshim say that one who violates a promise to a king, it's as if he violated a shvua, or two, there may have been a shvua, and we just don't have it, in fact, uh, recorded here. Two, it might have been beyond, uh, Nachal Kidron was just an outer eastern boundary. It seems to say anywhere out of Yerushalayim. So you have violated that. Why did you disobey the oath? Why did you disobey the commandment I gave you? I know all the evil that was in your heart, Asher Asisal David Avi, that you did to David, my father. Now the Kaddish Baruch Hu is putting that evil back on your head. The Radak tells us that what he's first time he's bringing up David's name. Uh, because up till now it's personal between him and Shimi. And what he is saying to him about the evil, I know the evil in your heart. Uh, that what I am saying, that you went, you have in your heart beyond what you've done. What you've done could sound innocent, it could sound you were picking sides, but you had much more evil, really implicit in your nature to do to my father. And that's what you are going to be punished for as well. And remember, Shimi is his Rebbe, has been his Rebbe all these years. And so therefore, uh, you know all this evil that you did, and now it is going to be returned to you. Now I will be secure on my throne, and that David's dynasty will be set for the end of days. Once again, goes out and kills him. 
And now there is peace. The regime is settled. The enemies are gone. He has done the entire wish list that his father left him in the last will and testament. He is secure on the throne, as we say, based of it is secure forever. So why does he, in our next year, write prefatory to building the base Hamikdash, go out and marry the daughter of the king of Egyptians? 8.45 a.m. Monday.